It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. Another episode of Three Men Rush Podcast is upon you. Uh, we've got all four guys ready to talk college football. There's been some transfer portal news. It was, uh, early signing period is over as early signing day. It's really just the signing day nowadays um, has uh, come and gone. We've got some some guys that are committed, some guys that are still up in the air, and a whole bunch of news to talk about, um, that's for sure. Um, I want to I go ahead and, and start off, though, with the biggest news of the day before we get into a fumble or grift basket. Drew Garrett, Tom Beard, how are you feeling about Peyton Bowen being in Oklahoma Center? Pumped. I feel I feel incredible, man. Um, I've watched a lot of a lot of players change on us last second, and I'm not gonna lie. Yesterday, I was pretty upset about the whole situation with Peyton Bowen. Um, I don't really know what happened. I'm not gonna speculate on what happened, but his mom did not look happy whenever he pulled out that Oregon hat. Um, so who knows? No oh boy, oh hey, boy. he's frozen. We lost him. Oh, am I frozen? No, you're, you're back now. Oh, I'm back now. What What's the last thing I said? You said who not? And that was it. I don't. I don't remember. I'm. I'm pumped. Real <laughs> pumped. I said something about it, but <laughs> so I don't highest rated highest rated defensive recruit we've ever we've got since like Gerald McCoy. That's nice. It's good stuff. Uh, I mean, kind of talk us through though, Drew. What were you feeling through the process? It didn't seem like, you know, it seemed like people were pissed at like Parker Thune and some of these uh, insiders at OU that were like predicting he was going to come when he didn't even have their hat on the, on the table. And now, like, I don't know, it seemed like all hope had been lost, and now he's, you know, signed to be an Oklahoma Sooner. Super weird recruiting process. Probably the weirdest one I can even remember because it seemed like he switched between three schools even on just one day. Yeah, I think I, mean, I might have cut out on that. I said his, his mom looked real upset when he chose that Oregon hat. So or he, she just didn't look like – you know how some uh, people get excited normally when you're – child commits but she didn't look too pumped so maybe it was a mama decision well when he committed to Oregon I mean honestly I wasn't very happy about it but I don't I'm done basing my happiness off what 17 year olds decisions are yeah that's that's the number one thing you can do during signing day and I've learned that as an Oklahoma State fan because we're usually in for some mid three star so I just basically yeah it doesn't really matter either way <laughs> like, for 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 us you know it, it could be fun some days some days it just doesn't really matter um, okay. but I'm not going to base to speak, my happiness off a 17-year-old for sure. Yeah. To speak on the Parker Thune stuff, um, he has, he is notorious for people, him committing or like saying things too early and have put crystal balls on guys that like, I mean, like Peyton Bowen, he didn't have an OU hat on there. Um, but I, I mean, he's here now. I, I don't trust Parker Thune though. I'm going to be completely honest. Parker, no. Parker Thune. 
he's he has a a Twitter space on right now, and he just retweeted the Oklahoma soccer uh, post of Peyton Bowen's girlfriend, and he I think he's gloating in this victory for himself, and it doesn't really seem to care about the school or the the, the guy going to the school at all. Dude, he was he was attacked on Twitter last night by OU yeah. fans. I felt bad. I don't. For him, but... I don't. I don't think it's his fault. I think NIL makes it impossible to do his job. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I tend to agree. I mean, you saw not only Peyton Bowen, but a number of recruits commit to Oregon at the last minute, and uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. You know what I mean? Hey, I, I have my fumble. Go ahead. Um, Drake May got offered $5 million from two different schools to go transfer, and that has got to be just so illegal, right? It is. Like, I mean, we Oklahoma State fans knew that Mason Cobb had been offered by A&M. Ended up going to USC, who I assume probably offered him the same amount of money. Um, yeah, it's definitely tampering. I don't know how he can get rid of it, though. I mean, I would have my suspicions on who it would be if Caleb Williams wasn't the quarterback at USC right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, you saw Jeff Trailer, the head coach of UTSA, basically tweeting out that he's pissed about Power 5 schools basically offering his players money while they're not even in the portal. Um, and I think there's got to be something done about it. I mean, I don't know what you do, but there's I, no way to stop it. Yeah, I guess, but it just it sucks. I, no I, you have to put a regulation on like how much money each school can give a player. But I I, I don't but get school, that. But you have to, Sorry, you have to realize ahead. it's not the school. It's yeah, it's yeah, other businesses, which is something you can't control as an NCAA. Yeah, I, it yeah, but, just. The NIL collective, though, basically is a not like you don't even have to pay taxes on it. Like, I don't know. It, there's some things that it's like, wow, that's that's probably not the way to do things. I don't know. I, I just feel like the NCAA, I mean, big shocker, the NCAA not doing something right. But they just did not plan for because they signed their own death warrant. I mean, they really did. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. But the, also the NCAA had no like legal backing. I mean, the Supreme Court and all these. Um, legal places or legal like you know precedents in the United States were basically siding with the players so the NCAA didn't want to get into another lawsuit so basically they had to say well whatever you know is going you know with the Supreme Court is kind of what we have to decide Um, because they had no defense from the the NCAA and I think Nick Saban said that last year and he made a really good point but um, yeah I think it needs to be eradicated from from recruitment because it sucks but I like players to get paid it's just I don't like it when they get paid when they're at another team by another university. Like I think that's tampering pretty much, you know? Yeah. I, I think there's got to, I think what they should do, if you get caught offering a player and get reported for it, you should lose a scholarship or lose two. I think that's the only way you could really like get away with. I got eye for an eye. Yeah. Cause I mean, but if then... you get caught, like say, say A&M's trying to get a UTSA guy and the UTSA coach reports that from the player to the NCAA, the NCAA should be able to um, punish that school. Because, I mean, the collectives, yeah, they're not a part of the school, but they're still linked with the school. Like, it, it they should go hand in hand, at least. But then you the know? issue is, then the issue is, oh, okay, we lost a scholarship. Well, here, we can't pay for your school, but we'll pay, this NIL will pay for the school and then the money on top of it as well. And it won't count as a real scholarship is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. There's no, I don't think there's a good way to fix it. I it's really such don't. a gross system. Yeah. It's such a gross system. And I think you're going to run into some of these smaller programs like legitimately saying there's no way for us to compete. I mean, like yeah. if you were say that, like, just take, I mean, I don't know, for, for instance, Tulsa and then Tulsa is a pretty good program. They're in the, you know, American, they've had success before. They cannot compete with Oklahoma or Oklahoma state. They just can't. 
And if we want their players, they're going to be on Oklahoma State or Oklahoma. That's just how it works. Um, and that's not a good system to have right now, or any state for that matter. I mean, it's like, you know, if Marshall has a really good player, West Virginia is just going to go right in there and say, hey, come play for us. We play at the big, you know, we play in the big leagues. And we also have more money. Um, so, I don't know. But, I mean, there are small schools like SMU that has money. Um, that, that it, it can work like that. But I think there's going to be some of these small schools that just say, hey, we can't compete anymore. We're going to go to FCS. And do you think that possibly might lead to, like, teams completely getting rid of their football team? I uh, don't know too much about that. I could definitely like South see- Alabama. Like, how is South Alabama going to survive in an NIL? They actually had a, they won 10 games this year. Uh, but, yeah. yeah maybe, I that's a, maybe, maybe like Idaho football. Like the thing is, it's like South Alabama then turns into somewhat like a Juca. Yeah. More feeding into the bigger programs. I mean, again, if South Alabama has an amazing, amazing player, you don't think Nick Saban's going to be knocking like, you know, or, or whoever the coaches at Auburn, uh, Hugh Freeze. But I don't know if there were to be a program that eradicates itself. I think the first one, it like power five one would be Cal. Who do you think really? it was first? Yeah. If it was a power five program, I think it'd be Cal. Yeah, they probably don't make it anywhere near as much money as as their other sports i'm gonna be honest or like vanderbilt maybe yeah maybe vanderbilt stanford maybe uh there's too much money in those areas yeah that's the problem there's way too much money in those areas i i don't think i think it's gonna affect the middle of the country the most yeah it would affect us more than anybody so like i I, tulsa i think tulsa is a perfect example tulsa could get really really screwed over by nil yeah but people care about football too much there you know what i'm saying like they're yeah Cal doesn't have about, a coming in. What about uh, Boston College? Oh, That's Boston College one. is a great one. Well, UConn, we saw UConn was really close. UConn, UConn was close to getting rid of it without NIL. Right. Or like Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers, the, New Jersey cares about football too much. They have too, you know, that's too much of a football state. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, all right. I've got a, I've got a new gift basket completely off topic though. I'm going to give my gift basket to Mr. Gardner Minshew. Come to the stand, Gardner Minshew. He's been on deck. He's in the batter circle now, or in the, in the, in the batter's box, not a circle. Um, but we're proud. We're proud to have a, a you know, a Mike Leach coached uh, quarterback starting for the Philadelphia Eagles this sun, this Saturday. Is it Saturday? It's Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Um, Christmas Eve going to be a beautiful, beautiful game to watch. Um, the mustache man take over. He's going to put us, he's going to put us in the driver's seat. He's going to put us I in can't. the driver's seat and he's going to drive. I, I just can't I, I can't wait to watch him throw four interceptions to Trey. Well, Gardner doesn't throw interceptions. He's Uncle Reed. So excited. He just throws it over the mountain. That's all he does. If he throws it over the mountains, I'm fine with that. Someone will someone will catch it. I'm telling you, Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And I just love when there has to be one installment of Gardner Minshew show. Like just once a year. Give me Gardner. I love it. Um I feel like uh I feel like that's not true considering Jimmy Garoppolo was a backup this year, but I mean, he wasn't back. Though. Jake, I have a, I have a then good Trey question. Lance. I got then a good Brock question. Purdy. Or Brock Purdy. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, Gardner Minshew is good, a really good backup. Is this last is this, is this <laughs> last chance for Gardner Minshew to prove he could start somewhere? I mean, I'll be honest with you, the games that he played last year, he was really, really good. No, I know, I know, he was a he was a good quarterback last year. That's what I'm saying. Is is I don't he's kind of got just kind of screwed out of his out of a starting spot because like let's be honest he's bad he's probably better than Davis Mills um I just like he wasn't gonna start on when they drafted Trevor Lawrence I mean just yeah 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 I I just think he could I think he could start at like the Colts 
I think it's sort of Matt Ryan for I sure. Like he's, I feel like he's like a Case Keenum where he might have like a couple years where he's a starter, but he's going to be like a really good backup to have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm pumped about watching him on Saturday. I love Gardner Minshew. Minshew no, I can't not like him. He was wearing those jean shorts, American shirt, mustache man, the mullet. I mean, it's he's incredible. But, however, Micah Parsons is going to have some fun. I do worry about Micah Parsons against McCartney Minshew. I will say, uh, you ever you guys ever watched that movie, the uh, the Eagles movie about uh, the guy Invincible? Yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. I thought Gardner Minshew looks like that guy, like the actual guy, not not Mark, not Mark Mark Wahlberg. All right, do you guys have a, a fumble or gift basket you want to give out? Uh, uh, basket. The University of Colorado for getting Deion Sanders and then basically getting anybody you really could want out of the transfer portal. That seems pretty pretty good for that university. And they just flipped Cormani McCain. Did they really? Yeah. I think so yesterday, right? Uh it's not it's not official yet. Is yeah. everyone okay with Colorado being good? I'm I'm pumped for it. I don't care. Yeah. I'll I, I'll hate I, it in two years. I think Colorado I'm probably gonna end up cheering for him. I'm not gonna lie. I think they're annoying and I think they're pretty much irrelevant without him, so did you know? No, I, I agree, but I mean, he could build something awesome there. Yeah, just like I don't know. I love Dion. Did you know that Dion has two toes amputated? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the video of it? Oh yeah. yeah. Eight wait, toes wait, down. Wait, you guys watched his toes get amputated? No, no, there's a video of him showing them like yesterday. Shannon Sharp went to uh, the University of Colorado and went and toured it with Dion. Wait, should I look up his toes, or is that going to be really? Yeah, great? look up his toes. It's so really not. Shannon, I mean, he's just missing a big toe. So yeah, he's Shannon, foot, Shannon Sharp. He's just getting a foot massage. Shannon Sharp went on a thing, and he said, and he was like, "Yeah, hey, at least you're eight toes down. Am I right?" <laughs> oh yeah, they aren't. Yeah, they're not pretty. No. Nope. That guy's running real fast though. Still. God, yeah, they're not. I don't like his toes. Not that I expected to like his toes, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, remember what was that, Tom? You remember when he was on that scooter, not like last year when he was coaching? Yeah. No, I watched yeah. the documentary of him at Jackson State, and I remember yeah, that's, what, that's when he got those cut off. Yeah, I never saw the. I never actually saw his feet. Not again. Not that I wanted to. Um, I'm gonna give my fumble out to uh, you know, just fans that cover or just that follow uh, signing day. Um, basically, if there's any five star that commits to your rival team. He's overrated. And then if, if you guys get, you know, like a guy that has a little amount of offers, let me just tell you, if, especially as an Oklahoma State fan, he's a diamond in the rough. I mean, he's, he's a diamond <laughs> in the rough. I mean, all these people are like uh, – we had a couple guys that had little to no offers, and they're like, uh, he could be a good player in four or five years. Like, all right. I mean, four or five I mean, for how y'all develop players, like – I mean, it's kind of like what Baylor did. Baylor would recruit guys that didn't have any offers just like fit the – like size and like athleticism and you just breed them into athletes because that's how yeah. Baylor got real good no I mean it's not a horrible like process it's just uh I don't know it's funny when the fans are all like oh he could be really good he could be really good it's like well I don't know there's other guys that are out there that are already good we could get and then watch them develop I don't know maybe I'm silly for that it's not a bad pass, uh, but it's not great clown knows to uh there's crystal balls in general they don't mean anything anymore is <laughs> that so how you feel now <laughs> yeah especially with nil yeah i don't i don't love the crystal ball method. i didn't even like the crystal ball method before when you knew that they were true you know what i mean yeah i just see the recruit announce it and be surprised 
Yeah, I, I don't believe anything until that person is enrolled into classes. Yeah, until I see them in the spring game, they're not really on our team. Yeah. And even then, I'm a little skeptical, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, this guy could leave at any second. Yeah, that's, not, that's not him. That's not him. That's an imposter. Uh, I, I was so pumped about OSU got this four-star Juco offensive lineman, and uh, I was – let me just tell you, I was pumped. I slotted him as a day-one starter this year. He played zero snaps, retired. Zero snaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, dude. See, so those are the kind of recruits that just don't count. I mean, that's hey, I did see y'all got another Australian punter. You pumped about that? Oh, let me just tell you, Tom, I'm extremely excited because guess what? His last name is Cock. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hudson Cock. We got Cock and Booty. Yeah, Cock and We booty. have a Cock Booty matchup in Bedlam. Yeah, we also got a five-star long snapper, which is, you know, that's the epitome of greatness. You have stars for long snapping? How do <laughs> I don't know. I saw it on Twitter that he was he he claims he's a five star. I think he's itself proclaimed five star. Which I don't know how it's even possible. If you hey, see a kicker that's a five star, you know he's not rated on any recruiting sites. Yeah. Uh, Drew, are you a five star podcaster? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm on, I'm on the verge. I'm a four star right now. <laughs> yeah, he's close. He's about to get it. Yeah. He's, he's about to get that. He's wait. He's waiting on the on the All American game. The yeah, All American podcast. Once I commit to a blue blood, then I'm for sure getting that fifth star. That rating boost. Once yeah. once Drew commits to Barstool, he'll be he'll get that five star rating. Yeah. That's all it's, just, it's a true underdog story. That actually is a real thing though. Like if if a a high three star commits to Ohio State, he's gonna be a four star. Like you can just wait. Yeah. Him. Oh yeah. So, like uh, these guys know something. Yeah. Like, so I've, State, I've, see, I've seen like scholarships. There was a couple of you players that this year that jumped from a three star to a four star. Oh, yeah. Well, Robert Spears Jennings was the one for me. I remember looking at him, and he was like a pretty middle-of-the-pack three-star and then ended up being a Under Armour All-American. I was like, well. Well, that kind of happened with that PJ, that other five-star we got, the linebacker PJ. I don't know how to say his last name. Abaware. Abaware. Yeah, but he was like a three-star last year, at the beginning of last year, and he jumped from a five-star real quick. I think it just depends on, like, how you're – Junior year and senior year ago as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when Talon Talon Chetron de- or flipped from OU to OSU and his rating went down. I was like, oh, I mean, he didn't even play a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it just it just occurs like that. Yeah, you know what? I was sitting at a Culver's in Milwaukee when that happened. When he flipped, yeah, did it make you upset? Oh, really? Chapped my, chapped my balls. <laughs> well, you missed out on Tabry as well, so. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't really too worried about him. Uh, you, you just wait. That cowboy back's going to be something special. Yep, he's gonna, cowboy back. Avery has the heart of a lion. He will block for four years. I'll tell you something right now. You know, you can pick anybody up off the street, and they'll be the best H back in the country at any <laughs> given time. That's the truth, though. I'm pretty sure Jeremiah Hall was Jeremiah Hall was just uh, you know, just out there working at Walmart, and then he was one of the best H backs in the country. Yeah, here, I've got a fumble. I have a fumble for everybody. Uh, th- this is this goes out to a, a future Twitter user, Big Game Boomer. He posted probably the most ridiculous poll I've ever seen in my life today. Four hours, four hours ago, he posted, "Would you rather have a Heisman Trophy winner or a national championship?" Well, clearly, a national championship. Just just about twenty thousand people voted. Ninety six percent said national championship. Yeah, I can. I, I'm going to be honest. If I could trade in. Baker and Kyler's Heisman for a championship, a hundred percent. Oh, 
Yeah, dude, I don't. Yeah, no, that's how, question. Many, how many Heisman's would you trade in for a national championship? All Seven. I don't. Yeah. Seven. I'd like. I'd like to have fourteen championships. No, no. Oh, yeah. no. I would trade in two, three. I no, no, no. Let's just keep with the Heisman. Nah. I, dude, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care if Steve Owens won a Heisman in 1950. He yeah, can but have, they can have it. Okay, say say you have like I don't know. And and no, and take Billy Sims's too, so I don't have to hear him anymore at the Heisman ceremony. <laughs> no, say you get Sam Bradford, um, Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray's Heisman's for a national championship. You'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How you know, about actually? McCoy, I want to throw away. And then Colt McCoy, Sam Ellinger, and somebody else from Texas won those three Heisman's. Would you still do it? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't care. care if Texas wins the Heisman. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I don't care. Yeah, I don't care who beats the Heisman. If my team's on top, what does it matter? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, cool. You had the Heisman. You still lost the Big Twelve championship in like. Yeah, you lost to Baker. Okay, but who won the national championship in 1984? Oh, the year before you won. So I don't know. Yeah. Nobody remembers. But who won the night the 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 Heisman? You know, in 1984. No clue. I guess I don't know actually. I didn't make a very good point, but I feel like I feel like you remember the Heisman. <laughs> At this point in our lives, like if next year OSU went out and won won a national championship instead of got a Heisman winner, I wouldn't care one bit. I'd be so pumped. Jake, I could also say, like, you know how you said 1984, Drew immediately said, oh, we won it the next year. So it's like, I I don't know every year OU won it, but I I could say most of them. Most of the years we won it. I mean, there's so many in the 50s, I can't even The The 50s were a blur. Yeah, <laughs> we were just we were we were out there playing small children that didn't go to fight in Germany. So, hey, speaking of the fifties, Coach Clint Shelf of the New Mexico Lobos just passed the OU coach's record for most wins in a row. Unbelievable! I, mean, yeah. I got like fifty three right now, and then I lost today, but the game froze, so I had to start over, and we won. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe my Penn State dynasty how many games I won in a row. <laughs> it's just too Dude, easy. I, I had a heartbreaking loss to South Carolina at one point after my 106th win in a row. <laughs> you guys playing on Heisman mode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, no. Jake, I'm pretty sure I won 13 straight with Tennessee over COVID. I mean, and, dude, you give me three years at any team in the country, I guarantee we're winning a national championship. Oh, I win year one. I mean, you could give me UNLV. I'm taking them to the ship. The Lobos just got their six star. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, all I'll say is this. Uh, like when you look at the overalls before the game starts, you know, like in the like pre pre game thing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it would say like ninety nine on all of mine, and then the the next highest team was like ninety at everything because I just I would had all the five stars. They were oh, all- and you do the you do the little instant commit trick. You just put all your points into guys and then wait for them to be number one, and then you go and just offer them all yeah. scholarships. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Insta in the oh. uh, college football revamped. That's called the Saban effect. That that little perk you can get—it's called the saving effect. Really? Yeah. Huh. College football wow. revamped is is insane. Yeah. Well, Coach Balzac went down in the <laughs> annals of history for Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> I mean, he won 15 straight. But oh, you're tired. We'll say I won it year two with UNLV because we miraculously pulled off a recruit named Kyler Murray. <laughs> who had 99 speed hey did you guys ever go in there and actually make a recruit and then he would go to like bowling green so oh, yeah, i make like a couple of times jake every season to try to keep it fresh i make three recruits every recruiting class like three like 84s that are just gonna dominate and if i get one i get one but i don't get them all the time no i remember making one named after myself and then he ended up going to bowling green 
<laughs> Calvin did Calvin did that one time, and I was playing on Tulsa. Oh yeah, I made Tom Beard for some reason. He was like a ninety-nine overall wide receiver at Tulsa. <laughs> oh yeah, well, Jake Dover was torching defenses, but he was playing the Falcons. <laughs> I'm both. telling you, you don't you don't <laughs> want to see Tom Beard in a Tulsa uniform wearing number fifteen. <laughs> you you'll you'll get scared. That's prime well, Randy Moss. You, right you better you better believe that in the first year of the dynasty. Uh, there was going to be a Navy running back in the Heisman cha- Heisman ranks, oh, and there's going to be in the national championship. Oh, dude! But the fun Virginia thing is, Tech was absolutely unstoppable. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. One time, I I actually took over Navy, um, and it really was funny because I was thinking about it. I was like, "Yeah, these guys are getting drafted, but they have to serve their four years of military time. They just won three national championships in a row. Now they got to go <laughs> off to the war." Well, that's how it works now. I'm pretty sure there's some new law that, like, you can't really even uh, be in the NFL. Like, for you have to serve first, I think. I could be wrong, but I think that yeah. law just got switched. It uh, was incredible the amount of five stars I could get to cover our country. I just love how much NCAA football respects going undefeated because, like, there was a couple times when I was playing as Tennessee, I'd make the national championship, and I was playing Miami of Ohio, who had gone 12 oh, yeah. the national championship. Uh, it's, it's, it's college football in the most pure form. Yeah, I wish that's how it was today. Like, (laughs) Georgia taking on, you know, I don't even know, Appalachian State. South Alabama would be gearing up for the uh, Sugar Bowl against Bama right now. Well, Tulane made the Sugar Bowl, right? Or no, Cotton Bowl. Cotton Cotton Bowl. All right, hey, so let's talk about some of these first-year head coaches. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good. All right, um, I'm just going to go through these. There's not too many of them, but uh, you guys kind of just give me your thoughts and give me a, a grade for how you think their first season went. Um, you can pr- include recruiting wins if you want, but, you know, we've seen something on the field as well, so kind of have some more evidence. The first one I have on here is Mario Cristobal. Yeah. I'm going to go with a D minus. Well, yeah, D minus because he's got a good recruiting class. Yeah, great recruiting class. That's the only thing I keep me from giving Yeah, him. Yeah, he, he passed the class, but but barely. He, he saved you know, it at the end of the year in the finals. I'll give him a C just because the recruiting class, because recruiting means a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, his biggest recruit might be flipping, so we'll kind of have to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned before, is it Cormani McLean is he's committed to Miami right now, right? Yeah. Okay, but he's about to be a buff with Travis Hunter. Yeah. We, let's Travis start. Hunter's a buffoon. Jeez. Did you guys see the the YouTube thing? Yeah, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I didn't care enough. I was like, man, I don't care. No, I don't. I mean, it, again, it didn't affect me at all. Um, no. But I say I like. The, I like when they make those little uh, recruiting movies, not when they're 12 minutes long, though. Like a nice yeah, two-minute one. Oh, the perfect amount of a re- perfect length of a recruiting video is one minute and 15 seconds. Because you can kind of, oh, I got some backstory here. I don't need to really, you know, if it's two minutes, I'm flipping to the very end. I'm seeing who we committed to. Dude, I wish, I wish they used to do, it was really like the three, four stars that would do this. With the guys who would like make like cinematic movies and they'd be like running through cities and stuff. Yeah. That was I, so- I miss those. Were, I miss those so much. Those were yeah, cool. Awesome. The the ones nowadays, it feels like they're just like working out and they're like, I want to thank my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Committed on, to bro. Georgia. Like there was one or two that they like run through it. I can't remember who did it, but I, I remember that Calvin. That was like, yeah. And it was like on a, it was like on billboards. Yes. I re- that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. I can't remember who that was. Yeah. Oh, you know what hurt? You know what hurt though is when they made those videos and you see your school's logo within, within the first three seconds. Well, we're not getting them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or if it's a graphic and it's like the top ten and and your school's on the far right corner, you're like, God damn it! Like we're not getting, we're not getting them. 
we're just we're just in we are also an also ran we barely made yeah. it it's an honorable mention all right so we're giving mario cristobal a d minus sure. i'll give him a c Pause. my bad a c yeah okay c minus right right around there okay i'll give him a c just because having a top five recruiting class holds weight yeah definitely Okay, we're staying in the same state, though. Billy Napier, first year of the Florida Gators. What are you giving him? Uh, a D, because his recruiting class isn't that good, and they suck. That's such an interesting one. I think – I mean, they started off so well under him. It seemed like – Who just – what quarterback just committed there? What transfer quarterback? Um, Graham Mertz. Graham yes. Mertz. They also have Jaden yeah. Rashada, I believe. I think so. Yeah, it just doesn't seem – I'd give him a D. That was kind of a bad year. So you'd rate him worse than, um, worse than uh, Cristobal. No, did you see their ball performance? Yeah, I, it was not good. I also think Oregon State kind of figured it out at the end of the year and was pretty damn good. Yeah, kind of, kind of wish I would have figured it out earlier. Yeah, I, I it's not good. I'm gonna give him a C because I think Jaden Rashada is a good get, uh, five star quarterback, and then I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Graham Mertz starts though. I mean, uh, if you start Graham Mertz and have a bad season, I mean, I think the fans will start pretty much turning on you. Yeah. That's just not super promising. Uh, All right, next one I have on here, also SEC school, Brian Kelly. B minus. B minus? B plus. I'll give him an A, honestly. He, he, He turned it around. He had a good year. It's tough for me to not give him an A. Um, but I don't know. It's just like at LSU, it's really hard to be bad at LSU. Like it's hard. Yeah, just have such a good recruiting like base, and then also they had a lot of leftover talent. Um, I don't know. I'll give him. I'll give him a B plus because I think it's close to an A. Um, and also he's just a good football coach. I expect him to do better in the uh, the coming years. So, do you guys think this is like a pretty much average season that that he'll have at LSU, or he'll do better? In the future, said, this this is, should be like a, I mean, just a decent LSU season. They should be in a playoff position every year. This is about what I would expect, except one yeah. of their losses comes to Alabama, and they beat a team. They beat a Florida State team they lose to early on, or I guess they they beat Florida State. They beat another team that they lost to a little early on. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying like switch the switch lose yeah. to Florida, Florida State? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel what you're saying there. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah, what I said made sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, unique year for them for sure. Uh, next one I got on here is near and dear to your heart group, Brent Venables. C minus just because of the recruiting. Calvin, you got an answer on that one? Uh, I think C minus is probably fair. Yeah, I'll give him a solid yeah. C. I just think the expectations were too high for him in his first year with the talent they had left. And I remember, yeah. I think that kind of affected our grades for him. And then also the worst, the you know, a lot of people probably over-exaggerated how bad it was because of the score of the Texas game. Like, that was really damning. Yeah. Um. So, I'll probably give we him had a like, he, I mean, we lost like four games by a combined 16 points. So, if, I mean, yeah. if you just fix that, then it'll be a lot different. But, I mean, we pulled in the best recruiting glass in OU history, so I can't complain. Yeah. No, certainly can't complain after after recruiting class. Okay, next one is also Big Twelve. Uh, Joey McGuire, Texas Tech. I'll give him a C plus. 
We'll go. We'll go B with Joey McGuire. I think he did all right. I like the. I like him as a coach too. I'm gonna um, give him a B, B, B plus, B B plus. I don't know. I'm around there. Was yeah. it the first time like 30 years that they beat OU and Texas in the same season or something like that? Yeah. 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 Which is impressive, but also neither Oklahoma or Texas was like great. Um, and also, you know, I mean, seven and five season, it's kind of hard for me to be like super gung ho about a seven and five season, considering they had a seven and six season last year and that cost them to co- fire their coach, you know? So, uh, but I do think Joey McGuire has a program going in the right direction and, um, you know, recruiting comes into this as well, and he's recruited well for Texas Tech, I think. Next one on here, I think we're all going to go with an A, Sonny Dykes. Yep. A plus. A plus. Um, man, can't talk enough about how well he's done and then seems to be kind of killing it in the portal and as well as recruiting. Um, it would be really hard to be bad at football in Dallas-Fort Worth, Edward, uh, you know, area. And so he's figuring it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Jake texted me and said, um, if TCU is in Weatherford, they'd be Iowa State. Well, they would be. That's just the truth. Um, but they're not. So that doesn't, you know, it's, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. But yeah, if they, were, if they were in, I don't know, Ames, Iowa, they'd be Iowa State. You know I mean? Like there's no, it's just location, really. There's yeah. nothing special about TCU. Uh, now I sound like I'm really bashing them. There's something special about TCU, I'm sure. Um, but the best part about them for football-wise is that they're located where they are. Don't they have the the lowest like uh, student population in the country for a Power Five? You might be right. Them and Baylor are both very low. Um, I want to say that Wake Forest is very low as well. Um, let's see, Wake Forest. Well, would that be something that if the Big Twelve had the lowest enrollment and then the highest with UCF next year? Yeah, Wake Forest has the lowest. I think seven UCF. You, you think UCF's about to take over? No. Probably not. No. no. I think UCF is going to be good, though, but I don't think they're going to take over anything. Hey, top five uniforms in college football. I love their uniforms. Really? I don't. I mean, they're they're nice. I, I wouldn't say they're top I just, five. I just like the color scheme. Yeah, that's probably fair. There's so many good uniforms now, though. It's hard to. I don't know. I I expect Colorado's uniforms to get better now that Coach Prime's there. I like Colorado's uh, helmets as they are. I want to see an all gold jersey with black outline. <laughs> okay. All gold. All right. Uh, next one USC, Lincoln Riley. A. A, yeah. A, probably B minus, I would say. Or B plus. Sorry, not B minus. I'm going to go with a B because it's the same problems he had at Oklahoma. He's still having yeah. the same problems. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's just going to make a change at DC at some point. He's yeah. just too stubborn. It's like Alex Grinch is his best friend, apparently. Although he the the recruit now I, I love Mason Cobb. I think he's a very good pickup for USC. That they, they're doing something to at least try, but if all yeah. they do is teach him bad tackling for him, it's not gonna matter. As as long as Alex Grinch Alex Grinch sees a five eight corner and says, Yep, he's all mine. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They do have just absolutely minuscule corners. He's got speed. Okay. Yeah, God, yeah. Tom, Tom should have been Tom should have been messaging should have been messaging him, man, back in the day. Five nine, white corner. Did they he probably would have got an offer? I'm telling you, if if Trey Brown was six foot six foot one, he'd be a top five pick. Oh, that man was always in position. 
I mean, we yeah, we talked about that all the time. Like he, he, that guy is right there, just getting absolutely dunked on. Like that's just <laughs> he plays great defense, but he just could not get to the catch point. I'm telling you right now, if like if it was the old OU days, Quentin Johns, he'd be facing up against Quentin Johnson. He'd have 250 yards receiving, three touchdowns, but the game winning interception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would he would have given up literally like two 200. Would you say 250 yards? Yeah, yeah, couple couple fade balls, touchdowns. But I, I guarantee you, when in nut, nut crunching time, they would have gone for two and Trey Brown would have picked it off. Right, probably. Yeah. All right, we're continuing with grading these first-year coaches. Washington's Kalen DeBoer, or DeBoer. I don't know how to really say it. He's up next. What do you got? B. B plus. Good year up there in Washington. Hey, his quarterback led the, led the country in passing. He'll be back. Oh, yeah. I think he's got a solid B-plus with a chance to move to an A after a good offseason of recruiting and, you know, getting them up there. I think they'll probably be a top 15 and to, to start the season. Yeah, they get a bowl win. They just, be huge. They just got a Jabbar Muhammad to commit there. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah, we for that. But it happens, I guess. They play Texas in their bowl game, too, so. Also, people are just criminally overrating this Texas team over the Washington football team. I've watched them both play this year, and I think Washington's a lot better than Texas. Really? Yeah. I think because I think Texas is probably better without B. John Robinson, though. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but Roshan Johnson's still really good. Roshan's good, but you, I think they might have had the best running back run in the country. Uh, yeah. Either yeah. or Michigan. Michigan, yeah, Michigan. Um, the Don. Yeah, I think I think uh, let me think who else who has some good running backs. Illinois has a good running back. Yeah, probably probably Michigan or Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Illinois doesn't quite fit up there, but I was just thinking of Chase Brown. <laughs> yeah, they have a good running back. Uh, Ole Miss has a good running back room too. Oh yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss might be up there. Oh, oh well, who fucking cares? All right, uh, next first year head coach Dan Lanning of the Oregon Ducks. A because of his recruiting and he had a pretty good success this year. I'm gonna give him a B plus. Same as Kalen DeBoer. I'll go A minus. If they get a ten if they get a 10 win season plus this recruiting class, it'll be a good year. Very good year. That, that signing day yesterday was insane for them. Yeah. Even 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 if they lost Bowen, they still got Uyungale. Um they flipped a running back from Notre Dame. They got they just got a receiver today as well. And they got Austin Novasad from Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they lost out on Dante Moore though as well. So it's kind of like I don't know. They could have they could have had Dante Moore and Peyton Bowen. That'd be insane. But Is, uh you think Dante Moore's the day one starter at UCLA? I mean, I think he's probably been promised that. And why else would he go to US UCLA? I feel like, you know. Also a top five uniform in college football. <laughs> so wait, who's top five so far? UCLA and who was the other school that you said? UCF. UCF. Yeah. Okay. You like the UC schools. Uh, I just like I just like some good gold. You like Purdue? I feel like they're all black ones are awesome. Yeah. But I feel like they can do more. What about Notre Dame? I mean, their helmets are awesome. I just don't like the green with it. Washington? Oh, the green is ugly. I do like Washington's. Yeah, I think Washington's are pretty. I also love yeah. the purple rain and it's Seattle it rains a lot. 
TCU's all black helmets are up there. Really? Yeah. I used to love them. They wore in the Big 12 championship game. I used to like TCU's um, chrome purple ones. You, you know, think no Toad's going to be at the, at the game? Oh, yes. What's that noise? Wait, uh, could you hear that? No. It sounded like somebody was in a trash bag. Can you hear it now? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm moving a piece of paper. I didn't think that would make that sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my nana, my nana gave me the uh, she gave me the Wi-Fi password on a piece of paper. It's huge. Yeah. She's like, hey, it's a bunch of letters. You gotta just read it. All right. That's the most grandma thing of all time. She couldn't figure it out, so I did. Oh, trust me, if I go to my grandma's house and I ask for Wi-Fi password Wi-Fi. What what do you think that your grandma thinks Wi-Fi stands for? A foreigner. I don't know. <laughs> foreigner. Uh okay. Brent uh next next the last one actually I have on here. Brent Pry, Virginia Tech's first year. I'm gonna give him an F. I mean he's the only one that fails for me. F minus. F minus Z would be per- preferable. I know, I know he did. I know he wasn't the first coach there to lose to Old Dominion, but to be the second one and it still be their only Power Five win is damning. It's not good. <laughs> not a good season. They end up going three and eight, with wins over Liberty, Wofford, and Boston College. Yeah, Liberty. That's a good win by. I mean, Liberty kind of fell apart though. Yeah, I mean, Liberty. Liberty also lost their coach. Liberty, yeah. Liberty. Liberty lost to UConn and New Mexico State. In the last yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so Brent Pry, F, not a good coach. I think Virginia Tech is just really struggling. I mean, the last couple of years have been just horrible. Like, they got to do something up there, man. F. All right. I'm going to go through some coaches, and you guys tell me if it's time to make a change. I got six coaches real quick. Just give me All a right. quick answer. Neil Brown, West Virginia. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go with yes as well. Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. Yes. No. Not well, I, just, I say that just because you can get the same recruits without them just because they have so much money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to hire a coach that's okay with doing that, but yeah. Okay, James Franklin, Penn State. No. no. Okay, I agree with you. I think I think he'll give him a couple more years. Uh, Matt Campbell, Iowa State. No. no. He's the best coach in that history. Oh man, that one's tough. I feel like they are really struggling, man. I uh... I just don't know who they'd hire. Yeah, but they're people said before they got Matt Campbell too. They're just not gonna get anybody better than him, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of coaches that are in the G5 that would love to have that job, or any P5 job, really. All right, uh, Mike Loxley, Maryland. No. No, I think he's gonna get a fine job. It's I don't kind of think... hard. It's kind. Of... I mean, it's kind of hard to get fired from a job where you don't have any expectations to begin with. Yeah, and they're in such a bad division. I mean, they could or like a hard division. They could be in the West and win it. I feel like yeah. they may not win it, but they might have won the West this year. Um, but they're in the East, which is a lot more difficult. Um, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern. Yes, I'm gonna go with yes as well. Yeah, I mean, I understand he's been a great coach for them, but 
I mean, he didn't win a single game in, on U.S. soil this year. And that's two years in a row that it's been really bad. I'm pretty sure they went three and nine. I want to – let's see. I think, I think like, even if you can't, like, get, like, the top players, you can still find some athletes from Chicago at least. Yeah, they've gone three and nine and one and 11 in the last two years, which is a whopping four and 20. Hey, still not bowl eligible yet. No, no, give it another year. They might be, they might make a bowl in three years. The carrier bowl is where they're headed. The what, the what? The RL carrier bowl. Oh, I, dude, let me just tell you the RL carrier bowl used to kick things off with a bang. That was a good game last night. Well, it, it used to be the RL carrier bowl was the first bowl game. Oh, Bad Boy Bowl is one night? of the first ones, too. It's now it's a year bowl, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, last night, dude, South Alabama got, got peed on. We got uh, Air Force tonight, is that right? Yeah, 630. It's going to be cool. Mate in five. Mate in five. Who's winning the Bowl Mania, Drew? <laughs> Some guy named Pacino. He's 11 and 2. I think it's Pacano. Oh, he's 11 and 2. Good Lord. We'll have to figure out who Pacano is. I'm terrible. Well, Someone who party, someone's party over Jones, so they agree with us. Nice. nice. Can't imagine that's Tom. It wouldn't let me change my name, so my name's ESPN fan, a bunch of numbers. <laughs> Mine is Jake64070. I'll tell you something right now. Grant Yardley's having a rough one. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Grant, 11. Grant, Grant hasn't ever been able to. 11. Yeah. You guys remember playing bat or like pickup basketball with Grant and the score would be five to five and Grant would be like nine four nine four like yeah, you, yeah, no. No. yeah. there's also there's also a guy named Mike who just didn't pick one game so like he he's six and six which everybody else in there is like seven or six or six and seven so he said yeah I'm not picking this game yeah he just forgot to pick a game oh so he so he just he's he's one less than all of us yeah yeah Jeez. yeah. yeah. But, uh, my hey, mom could not figure that app out. What? What's up? Pam, Bil- Pam Bilger's eight and five. Oh, that's funny. I was just about to say that. She's eight and five. It's pretty good. That's my Give record. Give her a pat on the back for that one. Yeah, she could not figure out the app, though. Oh, my God. You should have heard the complaints we had about the ESPN app. But, all right. That's all I really got for the pod. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Not really. What's your favorite Christmas present you've ever gotten? Oh. <laughs> Um, one year I asked for a driver and my mom got me a 9.99 golf putter. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even care uh, to tag off on that one. I'll say the TV I have in my room because I've had it with me for like nine years now. Nothing like a TV. I got a guitar one year. That's pretty cool. Okay, hold on. Well, you won't be able to see it, but I got a, I got a guitar in my room. Has, yeah. Hasn't been played in 12 I've been playing twelve years. Yeah, one time I got a Pirates of the Caribbean skateboard. <laughs> That's a nice decoration, though, to have a guitar in there. What about you, Calvin? Uh, I got a glove that I still have. I guess would be mine. Yeah, I remember getting a ripstick. I think it was actually for my birthday, but I rode that ripstick a million times just so I could learn how to do it. Just kept face planting, get right back up, go. Is this the one that was in the house last year? Uh no that was that was Cades. I got I got my Xbox One about six years ago and I still use it so it's another good one. Yeah uh, no. I got a I got a new PlayStation Four because the other one just sounds like a rocket ship anytime I play it. I know Harold's listening and I Harold. Oh, uh, got some AirPods last year. Great, Grandma's Wi-Fi is not working for Jake. Jake, we, we didn't hear any of that. 
My connection's unstable. That's the end yeah. of the pod. Call us on socials. Three Man Rush, FB. Love you guys. Happy Merry holidays. holidays. Happy holidays.